welcome to The Purple Pod with me, Madeline. Me, Bronte. The Purple Pod dives into the ever-changing world of theatre headfirst. Speaking with industry professionals and up-and-coming writers, directors and performers, we're looking to have a little bit of a chat and transform your ideas about what a podcast about theatre can be. Today, we're here to talk about what some might consider the jewel in Manchester Theatre's crown. 532. We're very lucky to be joined by the manager of 532, Alexander Maxwell. Alex is an actor and producer currently based in Manchester. Aside from being an accomplished actor within her own right, winning a Manchester Theatre Award for Best Performance in a Fringe Production, alongside appearances on programmes such as Tin Star and Hollyoaks, she's also manager for 532 and Manchester's Actors Platform. Alex, welcome to the Purple Fod. Thanks so much for joining us. How are you doing? Oh, thanks for having me. I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm getting on as much as all of us can. I know, it's a weird old time, isn't it? I mean, everyone's <laughs> getting tired of just saying that as well. It's true, though. We're near, hopefully, we're near out of it and we'll uh, all be back to normal-ish, as normal as it'll be now. But yeah, fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed, yeah. yeah. So, we were going to ask you first, how are you coping with the lockdown? We're on number three now, aren't we, I think? Oh. And... How excited are you to get back to the theatre world? (laughs) So coping wise, do you know what? Actually not too bad. Obviously in light of everything and what other people have gone through, I've really not had it bad. Fingers crossed still, you know, I didn't catch COVID and um, health wise being okay. Mentally, obviously there's a different matter, you know, ups and downs like everybody. I sort of went in reverse with it really, because when it first, very first lockdown, a lot of people have come and said, oh, actually it's now like lockdown three that I'm struggling. Whereas I struggled the most in lockdown one. Now in lockdown three, I'm like, keep it going. (laughs) I'm quite happy having my lions. (laughs) Guilty. Closed. Yeah, like as much as I, I am excited. Don't get me wrong. Of course I am. And the vaccinations and everything, getting everyone back, you know, healthy is obviously number one. But I keep saying this in our brews that we've been having um, with work. There's no other time that you can sit and watch Netflix all day, completely guilt-free. We'll never get that again. And I have actually quite enjoyed it. Because it was when we went into lockdown one, I sort of lost a bit of direction because we'd been so busy every day. I'd not really had any time off, to be honest, and kind of enjoyed it. It was fine. But um, I realised, I was like, oh my God, what do I do now? Like, this is... And when it became, like, a bigger, longer journey that I realised we were all going on, I sort of was like, okay, I'm not sure I'm going to cope very well not doing anything. Until then, I got used to not doing anything, and now I'm loving it. And now I just kind of want it to carry on. Uh, but no it's um I'm coping well coping well and yes obviously throughout lockdown we've also tried to keep as busy as we physically can with work things and we've been able to do a couple of projects uh, obviously a lot has transferred online and zoom uh, we tried to transfer some classes online we did a couple of projects before christmas uh, which were great we did map 21 recently which was a film festival kept busy as busy as we we can that's helped us both mentally myself and simon and it has geared us up to stay present as well is important to us as a brand and yeah it gears us up to obviously we are opening our new theatre this year (laughs) so so for listeners who don't know so what is MAP and what is 53.2 what's the difference what are they okay so MAP MAP stands for Manchester Actors Platform and that started around 2015 and that was started by Simon and uh, Stacey Harcourt, who worked 
with Matt at the time. Um, and they basically, Simon had been in London for 13 years teaching and he'd had enough and he came back to Manchester and he started up MAP to give basically professional services at affordable costs and realised there was a bit of a gap in the market for services to actors, showreels, headshots, that kind of thing, and started doing them like door-to-door -door kind of like showreel situation, nothing, no budget, nothing. And it obviously did quite well. I joined the company six months into that. And six months later, we opened 53.2, which was the theatre venue. And so Map then ran underneath 53.2 within. And 53.2 came about because Simon's brother, Paul, is a structural engineer. And I think I've said that right, architectural, something architectural. <laughs> <laughs> and he he had heard about the space going free temporarily while it was free people or companies could pitch to use the space so we went up against other companies and we got it so we made the best of the the space that we were given and three years later it obviously had done pretty well we had to close we always knew we were there for sort of x amount of time and all that area down there redoing it all um renovating and yeah by the Hilton it's all getting completely sort, sort of demolished and things like that so we knew that we were out so we've been out two years now and moved into some studios and city centre so we were able to hire out some studios for rehearsals and in that period of time we were obviously looking for our next space and thankfully just around the corner came a couple of tunnels free um, that we are now renovating and moving into um, so we're very fortunate and yeah, the brand has stayed alive, thankfully, and we can now move in with a 15 year lease. So it's completely different kind of working aspect to it. We can program as last time. There's so many differences, but last time, obviously with the venue that we had, it was temporary, as I said. So we weren't able to program ahead with seasons. We weren't ever sure how long we would have it. So we would have people come and say, can I book a wedding for next year? Because we had all sorts, not just theatre. And we would be like, maybe, we don't know. So it was a little bit difficult in that respect. Whereas now with this theatre, you know, it's for us. It's being built as we want it uh, for our purpose. And we have 15 years to enjoy some theatre. I didn't realise that you had like 15 years. That's incredible. Yeah, so it's long, it's long. I mean, I'll be old by then. <laughs> um, so, uh, no, it is exciting because as part of my job, you know, managing the theatre, the fact that I will be able to programme and we'll be able to say this year's completely sold out or, you know, we've never had that before. So that will be um, a dream. So while we're talking about the new space, um, which looks amazing from what I've seen on social media, could you talk us through like um, maybe stuff that you can say about features that you've been able to add to this new space that maybe you couldn't at the old um, place? Bronte was telling me that you're building a smaller bar that allows access for people in wheelchairs. I just think that is amazing. That is fab. <laughs> yeah, we... Um... We, with the last venue, it was a massive learning experience for all of us and what our kind of focuses were, what our goals were, what our passions were and the people behind, behind it and who we wanted to support. And we're very much, you know, it's run by artists for artists. That's our whole sort of little slogan, if you like. And not only do we, you know, really focus on new writing and emerging artists and a platform that's kind of an in-between, we did find that there was a lot of, um, you know, pubs and you know places where you could put things on um but not a lot that were maybe 
at this, at this point anyway, curated and we were very much a supporting house. And then we sort of fitted before the big houses, obviously, like the Royal Exchange. So it's where we found that a lot of people could then come to, to develop their work with support from us as a sort of middle ground. And we also realised that we wanted to be completely diverse, wanted to completely support anyone with accessibility needs. And the last venue, because we were given it as it was and we couldn't really do much with it we had to work around these things so we had like a plastic ramp at the front door you know it wasn't ideal but that's all we you know the best of what we could do with the place with the differences here is we're, we're building sort of yes the tunnels are in place you know it's a listed building but pretty much that's it we're now building from the bottom up and we can now have it just as we kind of want it and for the people that we want to enable coming into our venue so yeah so features wise we're being quite open, as you can probably see from social. Every step of the way, we're kind of putting photos on um, because it is exciting. And not just for us. We do think, you know, with a lovely following that we have, it's exciting for a lot of people just to keep up with us. And we're getting a lot of great feedback and everyone's so positive and looking forward to it. And we will we'll be completely accessible in every aspect now. And that's exactly what we wanted. Yeah, a lower end of the bar for wheelchair users, all the toilets and the dressing rooms are all accessible. We're going to have basically, it's two, you've probably seen already, um, two tunnels along Watson Street and one will be a bar and one will be a theatre. Yeah, everything's pretty much just going to be all new and shiny, which is also nice because in the last venue we had to deal with leaks and all sorts being in a tunnel. And they'll still, you know, we've still got like not mould obviously on the walls, but it's all got that kind of texture. I'm touching my wall as if people can see me. Um, that sort of old, you know, that's the vibe that we are anyway. That's the sort of ethos that we have. You know, just that friendly kind of not intimidating feel because we want anyone and everyone to feel welcome um, going to the theatre. A lot of people do feel a little bit intimidated and kind of we're the opposite. We kind of just love people coming in, even if they don't want to watch anything, just stay in the bar and have a drink. So yeah, so basically we've, we're, we're doing it up for anybody, whether you go to the theatre, whether you sometimes struggle to get into theatres, whether you can't afford to go into theatres, we're making it accessible for everybody and anybody. But you'll keep seeing pictures as we do. I mean, last week, was it only yesterday we went in for another site visit? And this is how exciting my life is right now. But the toilet sort of structures are in place. And that was like, yeah, you know, and it, it, no sinks or anything yet. Just the actual framework of the toilets. But um, it is very exciting. It's that excitement of like, it's all coming together. I always feel the 53 too is that you guys, I hate to say the word authentic because I feel like that's such an inauthentic word. But yeah. I feel like I remember walking to the 53 two studios and basically when you opened the door, you heard like Simon's voice over a walkie talkie. <laughs> You're like, close the door. Um, I mean, it's, it's great if you're a visitor, but every time I have to walk in and out of there and hear his voice, bless him, I'm just like, shut up. <laughs> Do, and to be honest, we want that vibe. You know, even at the studios, we open the door and we love just to be, we're very much people, people, people anyway, kind of thing. Um, and I just can't wait for people just to be coming into the bar and just seeing faces again and you know in, and later down the line we're not opening the theatre um till later on bars first uh, which is the good bit so we can get to see people and have a good chin wag and you know hopefully come june be able to hug and all of that so um there'll be a nice little hub that i think's been missed you know creatives coming together and 
um, just having a drink with like-minded people. So that's what we're, we're looking forward to too. What have you found during this process the most challenging? So did you have any bumps in the road when moving into this new building and you know the, the whole new build situation and also what was the most joyous I know you mentioned the toilets <laughs> but um <laughs> what was another um really good moment that you <laughs> you found really joyful okay so challenges guess which is really sort of boring but I guess it's the money aspect of it all you know putting a project like this together you know you we we needed external help and so I think people are so blessed and they've been so, everyone has been so so amazing and still are and um, with different projects that we're trying to you know get going and, and people are donating still and it's so so lovely it's always difficult to keep asking for donations because you know people are struggling so much especially at the moment so it is it's I think the challenge is just to continually be in need of funds um to get it off the ground you know to enable it to be a safe accessible environment that we want and you know in a way we've been very fortunate through lockdown because we weren't ready last year to open financially and you know physically and so lockdown really enabled us to sort of delay things anyway um, so we sort of put it on hold a little bit and we were able to do a little bit more groundwork and get those donation, donations coming in and sort of, yeah, that, that's been obviously a challenge is just the ongoing kind of money demand, but that's kind of, I guess, with every company. And then I guess as well, thankfully, we've had a team of people that I haven't really even come into contact with really, like the architectures and the people that all know that side of things. Um, and I guess because we are doing it from scratch, there's challenges that we were, you know, because we made the best of the last venue. It was already in place and we just said, right, well, that'll be the dressing room. We'll get toilets built because there'll be X amount of people in the theatre. Whereas we, because we've started from scratch and we sort of had these goals, I guess that in itself has come up with challenges because we weren't, we, we've never done it before. Um, a lot of what we do, you know, <laughs> we wing through life a lot of the time and learn on the job. And we sort of were fortunate to have the last venue just to sort of know what we needed as a theatre venue. So that when we came to now, I guess, with a team of amazing people that are skilled in their department, have been able to say, right, we do want a lower bit of the bar. You know, we do need a wider space for toilets so that everybody can use them. They obviously bring their own challenges because we don't know what we're doing. We just sort of blag our way through it and let the people that do know what they're doing. It's <laughs> part of the, the joy of winging it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're actors just going, now that looks nice. You know, we haven't realised how much work has gone into actually doing that. That's why even the toilets, I'm like, this is exciting because you know but it's just toilets but you just walk into a toilet you don't think about how they're built or anything yeah so all of that's been quite challenging but obviously there's going to be a lot more joyous moments to come you know when it is more like when seating's in and there is the vibe that what it'll end up actually looking like you know because the walls are still blank you know there's nothing really in there at the moment it's still very much a building site but I guess today probably um myself Simon and Dave went into the new venue when it was a complete shell right at the start and had, you know, I brought along a few little, those little bottles of Prosecco because we'd closed the last venue as a three and had some Prosecco. And what we did in the old venue is when we knew on the last day we were leaving, we went round each of the rooms in the old venue and had like a little toast in each of the rooms just to sort of say goodbye. And it was very emotional for all three of us because we didn't know what was coming next. So it could have been complete goodbye. And then, so when we went into the new venue, just the three of us with another little glass of Prosecco, I think that was a big sort of moment for all of us. 
sort of to go this is a new a new start again and then it's sort of coming to life now so it's yes yeah, so I say that was probably a little moment for me and I'm a big softie so that was special but yeah there'll be loads thanks you know when we first have people through the door I think I'll just cry the first few times people come in I'll be there and I'm so excited but I think I'll just be a blubbering mess like to see someone to hug somebody you know it's just gonna um, yeah I'm just gonna be a mess so yeah it'll be great I was gonna say I'm feeling emotional you just telling that story I don't know I was like I know I'm a sensitive sensitive little bean but I was getting overly emotional what's it been like to kind of have those really solid and personal working relationships through like all of these venues and all these different ventures what's that been like I mean, it's odd actually because we've all kind of met each other in different weird ways, and the three of us are just like the best of friends. They'll get big, bigger heads, but I do love them both. They're just completely like they're mental, and they keep they make me laugh. We make each other laugh a lot, and I think that's why we work. You know, we get the work done, but during it, we have just laughed the whole time, or cried, or shouted, but ended up laughing at the end of it all. <laughs> but we do, we argue, you know, and I think that's important that you can. You know, you will hit, you know, blocks in the road. It's important that you can let off steam with these people as well. So I think we just know each other very well. When it's time to walk away from each other, we do. But the two of them, would they're very good people. And yeah, I'm, I'm very fortunate to have the little team. And it's lovely. It's great. It's great fun. That is so nice. Like when you find people that you've just got such a great working relationship with that, you know, you know that like going into work is a fun and enjoyable experience, which is so big, isn't it? Like going to work, even if you love what you do, if you're surrounded by people you don't like, then it just isn't an enjoyable time. I think it's yeah, a make or break really, even if you love what you do. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I've had many a job before this and still loved what I did, but yeah, it does, it just grinds you down if if it's a team that's sort of demotivating or negative or you just don't enjoy being around. And yeah, Mm -hmm. it's not worth it either, really. Yeah. So my next question is, um, what have been some of the most interesting projects that you've done at 53.2 and MAP that you've been interested in? What? That you've been interested in? And the question... I can't write. The question is, I'm... what have been some of the most interesting projects that you've been interested in? But I'll just I'll just leave that to you. That is really difficult because we've done some crackers. I mean, one of my favourite map thing, map sort of projects is a film festival called Map 48, which is what we've kind of adapted to do Map 21 that we've just done, lockdown version. Uh, Map 48 is a 48 hour film festival where people arrive at six o'clock on the Friday. We give them, we put them all into groups like by pulling names out of a hat. We give them a prop, uh, a writer and director, and then they go off for 48 hours, come back on a Sunday at six o'clock with a film. And then we have a big sort of evening watching them. We get industry professionals to come and sort of judge best writer and we give out prizes. But the weekend itself, we, we've done it, oh, I don't even know now, six, seven times. And it's some, and it, we've tried, we did it twice a year. And I always just loved it. Like it was one of my favourite weekends just because we ended up having people sleep at the venue just to get the work done, the buzz around it all. And it was just great. Everyone that signed up to it would go all in. You know, there was no half-arsed, like people would just be up editing all night and whatever. So that was upgrade. So I loved Map 48. So we're going to bring that back. 
And then productions wise, oh my God, everything that we've done at the venue, like in-house, we've had some great visiting companies that have, you know, won awards and Manchester Fringe Festival um, a couple of years, which was obviously great um, to be able to be a venue um, to host so many pieces during the month of July. Like it was crazy busy, but it was, that was great. And then some of my highlights were our own productions, Tinned Up at Alden Coliseum was incredible. Um, Newspaper Boy was the biggest set that we'd done at work. Right, that was a double layered set, which was just crazy design. Big, big up to Dave Howell who built that. Personal favourite, because I was obviously able to get on stage a little bit as well. So I sort of always hogged it if I could. Um, so a favourite of mine <coughs> was Freak, a, a production that I did at 532, which I absolutely loved. I'll come off now and be like, oh my God, I didn't mention this one. Oh my God, this one. But then we've supported so many people that have come away from it. You know, all our foundation projects have done so well, being able to help emerging artists throughout the three years that we were there and the foundation projects, like all of that in itself, you know, as much as we're just there for the support of it and to financially help, you know, we do take them on as our little babies a little bit and proud kind of parents <laughs> and, you know, and they then go off and, you know, take it off to London theatres and on a tour or whatever. And it's just great to follow their journey afterwards. So loads so for people who don't know so what is the foundation pro pro project what kind of people do you support and what kind of things have they done in-house with you so foundation so we're a charity 532 is a registered charity and you know so any money that we have after any profits basically we give out to emerging artists like we said to develop their work and to support people um that might not have the platform ordinarily and foundation is one of them where we have a set aside a fund to enable emerging artists to put their work on, basically. New graduates or just new writers, anyone really that brings a project to us that we believe in, that they've got a passion and the sort of right mental capacity for it all to, you know, to get on and, and they want it and we want it then for them. Um, so that's what foundation is, um, a fund set aside, people that we can help, basically. And so far we've had, you know, we've had a few. Um, we've had Theatre Unlocked that brought Flushed, which went on to win awards. So that, you know, that was our first one, I think, if I remember rightly. And um, we still support them, whatever they're doing. I think we, we end up having a sort of full-on relationship with these people in terms of when we've never met them before. They come in, we love them, we support them, we decide we're going to offer the foundation award to them. They do their work, but then we just kind of follow them after that. We just make sure that they keep us up to date with everything and we love, love hearing like how they're getting on. Even if it's completely different projects, you know, nothing to do with us, um, we will always, always just keep, you know, an eye out on what they're doing and support them. We had um, Two Time Theatre, they were our last I think the last ones before we closed with tea and two sugars again just lovely girls that we you know love supporting these people and with switch obviously Bronte knows uh, we have switched the youth company we've sort of adopted them <laughs> whether they liked it or not they're just they're just kind of attached they're just hugging onto 53 too and it's lovely <laughs> so yeah as you can tell we kind of just try and support as many people as we physically can as much money as we can put aside for this sort of side of things but it is just sort of new emerging artists who want to develop their work that can't without some help. So would you be able to tell us a little bit about how the listeners and us ourselves can help 53.2 out during this crazy time that we find ourselves in at the moment? Well, like I said earlier, obviously we're still raising funds for the next section, the next 
which is the theatre. So um, we're still raising money for that. <clears throat> and it's kind of ongoing. So, of course, you know, donations are welcome, but we do completely understand, you know, people have been struggling at the moment and that's absolutely fine. Um, but if there is any spare coppers knocking about, um, there is a donation link on our website, 532.com. Um, so that would be lovely. But also, which actually isn't a sort of donation or helping our venue in any way, apart from to make it look pretty, but we're also running... Uh, doing a project at the moment which is an art installation that's being created at the moment where Liam Hopkins who's um, an artist at Lazarian Studios he specializes in um, bespoke products which celebrate the which is going to celebrate the industrial history of our building so basically he's making 140 floor plates designed in the shapes of shuttles and narrow boats but you can purchase one of them and inscribe whatever you want onto it and it's going to be cast into the floor because we're where we are um along the canals is a massive is obviously like the beating heart of the cotton trade back in the day the way he's doing the art installation it's incredible actually he's positioning the plates along the floor in the lines that the network the movement would be along the canals of the cotton traded workers on the canal if that makes sense and there's 70 made of steel which you can get engraved and there's 70 made of resin which you can also get engraved but the resin ones have because they're sort of see-through and you can and um, there's going to be cotton fibers in placed inside these from three different mills again i might be a little bit hazy on this but there's one that's closed down the last sort of industrial um, cotton mill, Carhill, I want to say, I think it's called Carhill, that shut down. Um, and there's, there's fibres that are spun at the Manchester Science and Industry Museum. So the, basically the history of this cotton trade is getting put within these floor plates, within our floor, celebrate the history of our build, where our building is, basically. And you can put anything you like on these floor plates. You've got 40 characters. People are putting quotes, just their names of companies. So you can purchase one of them, which is just basically paying for the art installation itself. So your plate will just pay for it. But for us, it's, it's massive about, obviously Manchester history is huge. And we wanted to celebrate it and we're in these tunnels where all these you know workers you know used to be and there's a lot of history um within the building so we did want to celebrate that and obviously liam's work is just incredible and um, so we're let, we're offering people to be a part of it for basically ever their engraving will be in the floor forever um so that's also something that people can do if they want to um because there is some still available so um it's a good time to get your hands on that and just have your your little quote or in memory of somebody or just your names and a bit of a laugh we've had some funny ones sort of anybody you can just put whatever you like on them really but it's going to be quite a beautiful feature of the floor in the bar um so yeah that's how and then yeah just general donations obviously but we do understand um everyone's struggles at the moment so um but yes it would be fully appreciated <laughs> that sounds like a beautiful feature for just a beautiful and fantastic fair thank you so much for joining us we really welcome. appreciate your time and your talents and i think that's it for the purple pod i almost forgot the name of the podcast so <laughs> <laughs> i love it so it's a bye from me bye it's a bye from me bye see you later good riddance i can't say that